probably not one of your best ideas that you've had. I mean, poems in a bottle, yeah, good, good idea. I like it. Hindu in Afghanistan, not so much. So welcome uh, to a chat with Elliot and Matt. My name is Elliot Bibby and... My name is Matt Lamb. And uh, yeah, here we are, another week. Uh, we are now, it is Wednesday the 27th of January 2021. And uh, Matt, what have you been up to uh, in the past week? Uh, let's start with your, uh, let's go for your personal thing. What personal thing have you, what have you been up to in the past week? So my personal thing that I have actually mentioned before, but before we do, can I just mention one thing that we're 27 days into January? Can we just reflect on that? And uh, the fact that, you know, this world that we're living in now hasn't really been, shall we say, moving anywhere. And we're 27 days into the year. So I think it's only like 330 days to Christmas. Yeah, 27 days into 2021. And yeah, we've, this is episode four of the podcast. And yeah, it feels as if we've we are still sitting in the same chairs. We're sitting doing this. The world has, for us, hasn't really moved, but we continue on. This will be interesting to look back on. We'll be we're almost driving ourselves mad here, but we are positive. We look onwards. So uh, yeah, carry on. What is your positive thing today? So in that regards, what have I been up to? I've actually been, and I mentioned this in podcast one. I mentioned about the Valentine day bottles that i have been writing and ellie's been a big supporter of and the one that's been twisting my arm to do them and actually i've had a lot now gone today all gone all sent all completed all printed and they're actually looking really 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 cool the whole packaging onto pirate paper wrapped up putting bottles love hearts bit of straw bit of added effect all wrapped up. But what was quite funny is when I was delivering them into the post office, I recognized a woman because I've um, posted stuff from her before. And she said to me, she said, uh, she said, oh, what's this? And I was explaining to her what I was doing. She was like, oh my God, like this is amazing. So you never know, I might deliver one to her uh, as a weave. Happy Valentine's Day. You can have to um, order more bottles. <laughs> yeah, I know. At this rate, I will. Uh, but we will get there so yeah valentine's day can't come soon enough not that i've got anyone to share it with but i've got the bottles and poems hopefully everyone at that point saying ah well, if not then not you're yet. not yet you don't have anybody but you've still got what 18 days 18 19 days um, hashtag get my llama girlfriend we still yeah, doing there that. you go yeah <laughs> so yeah so the personal one this week has been uh has been delving into people's love lives and what they'll share with me and and making their love more special for the most commercialized event of the world valentine's day so you said you were people would give you three words um and then you would construct a poem out of those three words uh, bespoke for them what was the strangest three words that you've had without giving away the like the person don't mention the person's name on here for um, confidentiality reasons. reasons but yeah what's the strangest I just need the three words that's it so actually I can't, I can't give it because I was getting like strong happiness loving but you can't really do much with that and make that personal so mm. what I done was I actually changed it and asked for like three things that mean them a lot to them some of them I, I really can't share uh, for obvious reasons <laughs> and for reasons that would totally identify them some of them were very personal and people were sharing everything with me, uh, which was lovely. But I can't 
I can't delve in deeper, but it was lovely to be able to be part of that moment. That's fair enough, fair enough. My personal one this week, it was Burns Night on Monday. And yeah, Monday the 25th of January, Burns Night, Rabbi Burns, the poet. So we celebrate that here and celebrate him and his poems in Scotland. And uh, yeah, I had a Burns supper. I had uh, proper haggis and Jenny had vegetarian haggis. And uh, we cooked that. There was actually, we had potatoes, but there was no neeps. There was no turn up in the shop when I went because I was last minute and I ran to the shop and there was none. So Jenny actually made this really nice broccoli mashed thing where it was broccoli with cheese and it was all blended up, but it tasted delicious. Here's a question, but you called them potatoes. What are they actually called, Elliot? Tatties. Tatties. Haggis, neeps Haggis, and tatties. Haggis, neeps and tatties. Can you tell me? Can you tell me a bit about Rabbi Burns? Um, yeah, he was Scots Scottish poet, and I'm trying to find the word document that I created, but I actually deleted it because we had a full page of notes. Because me and Matt actually hosted a Rabbi Burns night on Clubhouse, the app we were talking about last week, and educated everybody on it. Rabbi Burns actually had twelve kids; nine of them were to his uh, wife. Um, his first child was actually to his maid, his servant. So that was the main things that I actually remember. Uh, Matt, have you got any facts about Rabbi Burns? He was from Aloha. He wasn't from Aloha. He's from Aloha. Aloha, even. I got that wrong. Ro- he was in from, yeah, not Aloha. <laughs> Aloha, sitting there going, can we claim him? He had poems that transcend boundaries, like all Lang Syne, and everyone very much knows that one, and saying that's your new year. He was a master of creating artwork through words and lyrical purpose that transcended generations and centuries and actually is very appropriate for these days, like A Man's A Man or A Red Red Rose and so on. And also, as Ellie Mee found out, Rabbi Burns basically wrote poems for business purposes that we were doing our clubhouse to. So it was business Rabbi Burns afternoon and it was really interesting how you, the we could actually create that parallel yeah it was quite interesting and if you were on the clubhouse chat you would have heard all about that and if you weren't well you, you will never it. be able to hear that now because that's the fun of clubhouses it's just there it's a live podcast there in the moment unlike this maybe we might do our podcast on clubhouse and record it from that one day because I found out today that they're actually trying to implement a recording feature on Clubhouse. So I was listening to Gary V, uh, most visual speaker guy, businessman, um, love him or hate him, but he, we were, I was listening to him today and he was saying that he's going to start doing his podcast on Clubhouse, getting a guest up and discussing stuff and recording it there and then putting it out. So there you go. There you go. A, a Clubhouse fact once a week. Absolutely. Um, so Elliot, so is that your Rabbi Burns? Is that your personal? Are we... Have we slashed and opened the haggis and are we done with haggis? Yeah, we're done with that. Let's now delve in then. What was your one work thing that started this week? So my business work related one this week was I, uh, I joined the Entrepreneurial Spark Power Hour again on Thursday and basically what that is is it's basically a networking event where you meet with like-minded individuals that will talk about entrepreneurship and what they're doing in the business you have everything from people that just have an idea 
um, to people that are in business and everyone in between. And you get split up into groups. This was all done on Zoom. So we went into breakout rooms and basically it's a networking event where you chat to people, find out what they're doing. If they've got any problems, you can offer solutions for them and just sort of have a brainstorm. And that was a group with a lovely lady called Frederica. And she actually messaged me afterwards and said, actually, I'm starting a podcast that's all about anxiety and nerves and, and depression stuff and how people deal with it. And I was just wondering if, do you ever get nervous before your shows, like when you're performing magic? So we had this discussion and we have agreed to go on a podcast, uh, which we're actually recording this Friday. And uh, I'm going to talk about how I deal uh, with my nerves, if I've got nerves before shows. I think it's important to get nervous before a show or when I'm performing, because I think it shows that the performer cares. If you don't get nervous, then yeah, as I say, I don't think it shows that you care. So uh, we're going to be talking in depth about all that which is going to be quite good. The podcast is called, what's well, an exclamation mark and then visible. So I visible. So yeah, it's quite interesting. So that's my sort of business work related thing this week. So I'm looking forward to being on that podcast on Friday. What's so can your... I just ask them, yeah, can I just it, yeah. ask before we jump onto mine, uh, what's, what is it that nerve, what is it about nerves that makes it really not important to have when you're a performer? And you know, I've experienced it very, very lightly with some of the math background years ago but for you what what does nerves do to you well for me the nerves i mean you get, sometimes i get butterflies in my stomach um sometimes my legs go almost like to jelly and this this can be sometimes it can be the day before sometimes if i'm really overthinking it sometimes you get a little bit of imposter syndrome as well which i've had turned up to gigs going oh why, why have they booked me i'm not good enough for this and you just have to sort of get inside your head and sort of think, yep, I'm the best for this. And um, they've booked me because they like what I do. They've seen me before. So the way that I sort of deal with it is do some breathing exercises. So take deep breaths in. And I also, um, when I'm standing up, I rock onto my toes. So on rock and backwards, so up onto my toes and then back down and really stretch my feet out. It's a strange sort of thing sometimes I'll, I'll jump up and down and shake my body out just before I go on stage so little things like that so here's an insight because I've seen Elliot performing a lot around the UK and around Scotland and I've seen him progress as the 10 years of our friendship actually longer but I've also seen him progress as a performer and you, you get into a certain zone you start appreciating what the situation is that you're about to engage with. And I really actually do commend how he is very open and honest there with how he actually embraces nerves because it's actually beautiful to watch. So that when he comes onto that stage, he's like a lightning bolt and he's ready and he's given it everything because he's taken that moment to really embrace that situation that he is within. So I completely appreciate and fully uh, support what you were saying there that he is really enjoys it takes it in and loves every moment is there is there so obviously we know each other for a while is there anything that, any main points that you've noticed or any main things that i do compared to what i used to do when before i go on stage well i think be, before stage i've probably got a limited although i've seen you uh, you know at the edinburgh fringe i used to come to the back you know and mm -hmm. and say you know, actually, I used to be out the front doing the leaflets on the street, <laughs> yeah. and then you would be having your dinner, and then I'm looking, um, you know, I'd be out in the street, and then you would actually walk past me, and you would be very much like in that zone. And I remember probably the first year that I'd done it, which was probably 2015, I think. 
I think that was the first one I done it. I remember there was no real talking to you. You were just in the zone. You were silent. You closed everything off. You were ready. Um, and I think that was beautiful in one respect because you were very much like getting prepared to be able to perform. But then I remember like 2017 when I came up from when I was living in England and I saw you and you were much more relaxed and you were much more talking about what you were about to do. And I think that talking about what you were going to do helps you then understand how actions are going to be presented when you're on the stage. So I think the progression is you were in your head in 2015 and then you were able to then progress your actions and your whole being uh, as the years went past. So and then the most recent, obviously, I saw you in 2019. And uh, and I think that in itself, there was a whole professionalism that was just beautiful to see. Uh, but I also think you're actually sometimes, you were nervous when you were asking people to come up because you maybe had a limited experience with regards to what if that person says something they're not meant to say? What if that person does something they're not meant to do? What if the person actually ends up and absolutely ridiculous uh, volunteer or what if they end up too good and I'm trying to the the tricks going you know the, the they understand everything that was all and an I think act you've... it was all an act I'm glad you picked up on that because it was all it was all an act that I was nervous and looking at that <laughs> well you've done really well because I've seen that as also the years have progressed of how you've dealt with volunteers and I think that the way, the beauty that you can have that banter has progressed most certainly in the last five years. But they do say that practice makes perfect and you've fairly practiced as the years went past. Yeah, that is the same practice makes perfect. But I also remember my school PE teacher, Mr. Morton. He always used to tell me practice, practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. So if you're practicing the wrong, if you're practicing the wrong thing, like yeah. if you're playing tennis and you're trying to, do a tennis serve and you're serving it but you've learned wrong then you're just going to continue to practice wrong so you're going to get good at being you're going to get very good at hitting it wrong so you need to practice the right things to get good and i i think to go back to that point of nerves and anxiety i don't think enough performers actually talk about it or understand it and i and i actually think that that's a, a disadvantage when it comes to being able to be the best performer you can be because if you're not able to express what you're feeling negatively or not negatively but worryingly or your worries or your concerns then that's a limit you know to your actual ability when you get on the stage or in front of someone yeah you're absolutely right what's your work related one this week matthew so my work one this week elliot was I started lecturing at another education institution this week. Another one. Another one. Uh, so another one has the joy of having me on their screens. Uh, and I've actually been developing the module, so it's been really exciting. I've got to really dive in and enjoy it. And the students have all really embraced it. And I think that the whole nerves thing comes to me as well. Because if you you have to be nervous when you're going on because your their education is in your hands and you have to be able to understand that you are the one that are guiding them through education and that strength that I can, you know, build them towards. It comes down to how much I care and how much I want to push their education forward. So I uh, loved it. It was absolutely brilliant. It was a long afternoon because you're on constantly for three hours, but it was good. It was, um, yeah, it was, it, was, it was really good. It was great to be back in the classroom 
but not in a classroom. More certainly in an enjoyable circumstance. So yeah, it was back great. in the classroom via Zoom. So this time you were you were you've developed the module with the university, and is it just a one-off module you're teaching? Is it is it on for several weeks as module, or is it just a one-off class? Uh, fourteen weeks. So yeah, it's on every week. Wow, it's on every week, and they've got to do a big assignment that I've designed as well. Oh wow! So it's a proper module. Then it's not like you're just taking your your around the world native events lecture and going in and doing like a wee guest lecture it's it's a full-on nah. module well so the whole the whole thing is actually based around 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 the world native events and we're looking at the impacts and legacy of events and we're actually looking at everything from the lawina de handicap which is a french event i went to a night of the disabled um uh, which was a beautiful celebration of those who maybe wouldn't come out of their house on a Saturday night and were allowed to come into a parish square and enjoy everything from bubble wrap on the floor and hearing that burst in the wheelchair or the bubbles in their in their skin. So, so humbling and yet so simple and yet so beautiful and so moving. So we're looking at the impact on that and a psychological impact and we're looking at other things as well. Amazing. Okay, so Elliot, what is your one random thing? I came across a really good song this week. I discovered it. And what I'll do is I'm going to play it to you on my phone right now. I don't think we can get done for copyright infringement on a podcast, can you? It's not as if it's like on YouTube when you play a song and it takes it down or anything like that. I think it's but, 30 um, seconds. You get 30 seconds. Is it 30 seconds? Yeah. Right. Well, let me see if I can find it on here. It's actually by Carly Rae Jepsen. Um, and it's called yes. Cut to the Feeling. Have you heard it? Is that a new song? I think so, yeah. Here, I'll play it. Oh, Cut to the Feeling by Carly Rae Jepsen. And it was just a Five. really good... It was a really good feel-good song that I heard on the radio and it's now in my Spotify playlist. Um, my number one set there. So, yeah, just a really happy, feel-good song. And, uh, yeah, that's my sort of random one this week is uh, I've got all different tastes and genres of music and all different ones, but that one just sort of stood out to me. And I thought, oh, that's quite good, that. Quite upbeat, feel-good, and it put me in a good mood. So go and listen to that. Cut to the Feeling by Carly Rae Jepsen. Have you been running to that song yet? Nope, because I've not been running for months. <laughs> not since I did my 5K a day challenge with Cameron Gibson, which we ran five days every day uh, for a month. Um, and no, I've not actually been running since that. But I tell you what, that's the thing. I'm going to go out and run. Uh, I'm going to do... Uh, I tell you what, will I do a run every day? Will I try and run 5K every day until next Wednesday? Now that the weather's getting better, because it has been a bit... But as recently, yeah. it's been snowing and icy. and There you go. That's what I'll do. I'll set myself the challenge to do a 5K every day um, until next week. Good luck. You enjoy that. I'll, uh, I'll be sitting here on my couch eating a packet of crisps. <laughs> I'll document it as well. I'll come back and I'll, be, I'll give you seven times. So uh, next Wednesday, I'll have seven different times. And we'll see if I can uh, see if I can do the, see if I can improve on my time from last time. I'm going to note this down, remember? I'm going to definitely note this down. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to keep you... I'm going to hold you account. If you haven't done it, you need to buy me a croissant chocolate de pan from Lidl, which is my new favourite, sweetie. Okay. 
Okay, I'll do that. There's a deal. Sweet. Yeah. 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 Grand. Whenever we can actually see each other, that is. Yeah. Uh, what's your weird or random thing that's happened to you or you've heard or you've worked on or you've listened to this week? So my random thing, you know what? We're going to share it. So I, my friend is getting married. I'm so chuffed and she lives abroad. So we were on the phone for a good hour and a half the other week and she was talking about her hen party. So she lives in the Middle East and I said to her, why don't you just have your hen party in Afghanistan? And hang on, let's just have your. You live in the Middle East, so let's. Whereabouts in the Middle East? Just Dubai. She lives in Dubai. Let's have your hen party in Afghanistan. Sounds sounds pretty safe to me. Well, here's the th- problem with mainstream media and and society that we live in. Okay. Afghanistan last year, actually in 2019, welcomed 7,000 tourists from all over the world. You can Google it right now, Elliot. I I'm know Googling you are. It. I know you are. And the tourists were welcomed with open arms. They are trying to build their their international profile. They have intercontinental hotels in Kabul. They are building a brand of culture, of music, of tourism, of visit attractions. You are now flabbergasted, aren't you? How well I'm just flabbergasted as I've just typed into Google, is it safe in Afghanistan? Let me just read to you. Travel to all areas of Afghanistan is unsafe because of critical levels of kidnappings, hostage-taking, suicide bombings, widespread military combat operations, and landmines. So why wouldn't you have your hen party there? I don't know. don't know why you would. Anyway, carry on with your story. Yeah, so I decided that I think I think it would be a great idea so okay, I'm just like... going to butt in there and say that this is probably not one of your best ideas that you've had. I mean, poems in a bottle, yeah, good, good idea. I like it. Hindu in Afghanistan, not so much. So I decided that I would write a poem about it. Okay. And, I, and I I did. And I actually sent it to Elliot, did I? I think I did. I'm not sure if I did. I don't know if you did. Have I think I told you about it. Like I think I, I, I will grab my phone. Okay, grab your phone, and I would I would like to be reminded. I don't think you did actually send it, so I would actually quite like to hear this poem about the. I think he did send me it, but yeah, let's read it out to all our listeners. And uh, I think the poem about a Hindu in Afghanistan is probably going to be better than actually carrying out. Going to Afghanistan? Yes. I mean, the culture of the country is I mean, amazing. I- I'm sure the culture is amazing, but and I suppose I, I know for a fact we're not going to get any sponsors from the Afghanistan Travel and Tourism Board for this podcast, but carry on with well, your poem. You might. Well, I'm supporting it. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be half of it. Okay. Arrive with your vest. <laughs> Off like eat. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you've just answered your own question there. No. Right. I'll start again. Start again. <laughs> I think you missed out bulletproof as well. <laughs> no, it's in there, but I'm changing it. Okay, okay. Uh, arrive with your vest, a veil, off light EZ129. Everything will be fine as you carry your doll through passport control. Butlers on arrival to the Hotel Intercontinental, this hen party is going to be something rather special. Kabul is the destination. For the moment before I say I do, and be for my life taken. 
by the man of my dreams. But first, I hear the tanks of machines trundling past, slow glance, glancing at our white and black attires, their guns being pulled by Michelin tires. Having my hen party in Afghanistan was an unknown choice. As we walked into Kabul, the city had a voice. Culture was around. As I picked up the penis lolly, I had dropped on the ground. Ten of us stood looking for a place for shots, arriving to a place that would be a safe spot. No strippers here and strict rules apply as the four days of hen party in Afghanistan flew by. Right. So your friend, <laughs> your friend, does she like alcohol? Because usually you have quite a lot of alcohol on a, a hen do, wouldn't you? Or are you just going to see the sights in Afghanistan? Or would you maybe go be going to like a few bars or anything? You know what? Just just ask okay. it. You know what? I think you can have alcohol in the bars. Are there bars in Afghanistan? According to the World Health Organization, who alcohol consumption in Afghanistan is officially almost non-existent. Okay, that right, but you don't go somewhere just for alcohol. But can of we course just... not? Can... But we are going for a wild, raucous Hindu to Afghanistan, where there is no alcohol. So, just to go back to why this is my random thing. Okay. So, obviously, this started as a absolutely crazy thing to say. It was yeah. a bit of a joke, and then it's turned into a poem. And now I've wrote a short story that's at three thousand words so far that I've been writing every night. That's about a character called Jane who goes on their hen party to Afghanistan. Right. I can see BBC Three picking this up. (laughs) We should, uh, I think you should pitch it to them. Do you know what? Like, I I don't know why we're all dissing the fact that this would be one, the best story, two, the most unique way to have your hen party, and three, the people of Kabul would love it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, Borat did put Kazakhstan on the map and nobody had probably heard of Kazakhstan or wanted to visit that. And since the films came out, they've, the tourism there has probably gone through the roof. So, I mean, see, whereas Prague is just getting boring for hen parties. So bring on Kabul. Right, okay. When are you planning on going to Afghanistan for the Hindu? Just so I know when to put in like the season finale of this podcast. And there's a no of it, there won't be another one. <laughs> well, I think I think you'll find that actually I could even do a live broadcast from Kabul. Just think about that. Just think about that. I'm thinking, and I think it's a terrible <laughs> idea. So, Elliot, on that note with the random, what is the... I think we've got such a diverse amount this week. Elliot's going to just say for the, for the commentary. Elliot is currently rubbing his head with a kind of... Uh, a kind of like exhaustion of listen, uh, exhaustion of listening to my mind of ideas and disbelief that we're going to go to Kabul for someone's empire. Um, What's your one thing to look forward to? Speak. The thing I'm looking forward to is I'm part of the Magic Circle in London, the official Magic Circle, and uh, I'm actually an associate member of the Inner Magic Circle. But that's another story for a different day. And uh, because it was Burns Night on Monday, um, they, every Monday they have uh, Magic Circle TV or where they, they see, put out lots of content to the members and um, lots of famous magicians contribute to it. Or they have a, a guest lecturer. In. So on Burns Night, that's just past there, Monday they had a, a guest lecturer. In. So what they decided to do is they've to, decided to do a Scottish-themed night. 
sort of tie in with Robbie Burns for next Monday. And uh, I've actually contributed something to that. They, they um, got in contact with me and said, Elliot, you're Scottish. Would you like to contribute something to it? So it's actually, it's quite a big honour to contribute something to the night. What are you looking forward to this week? Booking my flights to Kabul. <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing I'm actually looking forward to, which might seem really geeky, but and, and I know everyone will be bored, but really getting into my PhD, hopefully this weekend. Um, I'm really looking forward to reading articles looking at some research, using my wallpaper to really spread out the different things I can join in. And I'm also looking forward to seeing what February is going to hold, which starts obviously on Monday. And I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the month, what we're going to get up to, what opportunities, what possibilities, and and really just, you know, hold February and, and let's see what happens. Because uh, I, think, I think we are all too concerned with things aren't happening, things aren't opening, restaurants aren't opening, bars ain't opening, events are cancelled probably all summer, and we should really talk about that one day, which I maybe will next week, with regards to what will actually happen this year, and I actually sent Elliot a prediction, and so far I'm actually quite close to being correct. <laughs> yeah, bang on. And I think that's the thing, we are actually reflecting back rather than reflecting forward because of the worries and everything, and that's natural. So actually, this week I'm looking forward to seeing what the month is going to is going to hold. That's oh yeah, that's us. Well, on that note, I'm going to boil the kettle. Brilliant, and I will see you next week. Thanks very much for tuning, everybody. Have a great week. Good night. <laughs>